Hello, welcome back to the Flix Forum podcast with Jesse and MJ, where each episode we go back and look at a Netflix original film in the order of release. Merry Christmas to our listeners Woo! today, because today we are looking at Netflix's 73rd film. It's the 2018 action comedy Game Over Man. It's directed by Kyle Newichek and it stars Adam Devine, Anders Holm and Blake Anderson. Hello, MJ. Jesse, Merry Christmas. Oh, um, spirit. We did say we're going to do a Christmas Day episode, and here we are. Full yeah. disclosure, we have recorded this the day before Christmas. <laughs> we are spending Christmas with our families. Um, as much as I'd love to spend Christmas <laughs> with you. <laughs> I just want to say, though, anyone who listens to the podcast or knows the structure of our podcast, we are going through every single Netflix original film in the order it was released. So we go in chronological order. We release one episode every single week. Yes. Then we decided to do Podmas because yes. we thought, you know what, let's give back to our fans. So we did one for 24 days <laughs> in a row. Try and catch up a little bit. <laughs> and, and we do want to get up to date. But we didn't actually know that this film in particular was going to be the Christmas Day episode. It's just, it's just the way it landed. Yeah. But this is such a fun movie to talk about as a Christmas Day. Full disclosure, we both have beers with us. <laughs> Festive. It feels like an appropriate time to have a beer and talk about a movie <laughs> That I think everyone is supposed to have a little bit of fun with and not take too seriously. And it just means that we can just relax and enjoy it and have a great conversation. Well, we're talking about Christmas. This is a little bit of a rip-off of Die Hard. A little bit? <laughs> <laughs> so, perfect timing almost where um, this reflects Die Hard. And I classify Die Hard as a Christmas film. Yeah, so we, we've discussed we've this discussed in the past. This, so, we're, we're going to, um, yeah, shout um, out to that. And this is unashamedly taking it off. Like, they're not pretending like <laughs> no, not they're not. They know they're doing it and yeah. they're having fun with it. Good. All right. Well, we start our shows with our fast flicks where we do our own little summary of the film. MJ, let us know what you think. The boys from Workaholics star as unlikely heroes despite their personal idiocies in a diehard-esque scenario. I forgot that I had (laughs) (laughs) diehard. Sorry, I beat you to it. Oh, man. That's it? That's it. Good, nice and short. So I've said a group of mates, they work in a hotel and they get caught up in a terrorist plot. That's That's it. it. That's all I'm giving you. Because we've got more to talk about as we go on. <laughs> uh, spoiler alert, we will be spoiling this film. Um, so if you haven't seen Game Over Man, obviously it's Christmas Day. So maybe spend the rest of the day with your family and then... Make sure the kids are in bed. Kids, Yeah, actually definitely kids in bed for this one. There's a lot of penis. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, put the kids in bed and watch Game Over Man. And then come back and have a listen to us chat about it over a beer. Good. So... What have we learnt about this film? What do, we, what do we know about the background of it? Well, so the three the three main characters and the director... Oh, sorry, the three main stars and yep. the director are the guys from the TV show Workaholics. Yep. Um, didn't realise this, but they do have a comedy group called Mail Order Comedy, um, which is... So they basically came up with this idea themselves. Uh, they said they started working on it during season two of Workaholics. Now, I reckon it would have come out during about season six or seven. Yeah. So just shows you the idea of how big an idea it actually takes to get out there. Um, and they basically decided to make a film. film. That's kind of what it is. Like, I haven't seen uh, any Workaholics, but from what I gather, the type of characters they play in this are pretty similar. Basically identical. I don't know, okay. So I, look, I haven't watched a heap. I reckon I've probably watched a season and a half of Workaholics. Um, very similar humour. So I, I, it's one of those shows I do enjoy. Some some episodes just hit, hit a little bit flat, but I've only seen um, a small amount. But um, it is pretty funny. And it's just these guys just... You feel like they've actually got... I think most of them have their own their actual name in the show. I'm just trying to remember. But they just feel like it's just them just hanging out. Yeah. And this film was almost just like, hey, let's just like write a ridiculous film where we can be action heroes and let's have a lot of fun with it. And uh, yeah, and that and that's kind of it. So... What have we got here? On June 9, 2016, Netflix announced that they were going to produce Game Over Man. Um, and that was when they got producers um, Seth Rogen, Evan Goldberg, sorry, Evan Goldberg and James Weaver via their Grey Point Banner, sorry, Point Grey Banner production company. Yep. Um, they also got the Scott Rudin production company as well. And then uh, Adam Devine, Anders Helm, Blake Anderson and Kyle Newichek, who were the, the guys from Mail Order Comedy, also got on producing as well. Um, and they started to basically make a movie. So I think they basically sent the script to Netflix, and they were like, "Cool, let's do it. Let's let's make this film." And um, 
they were pretty hands off, and the guys just went there and, and made this movie, and, and we just watched it. That's yeah. kind of how it is. I don't, I don't, like, I feel not like much I'm else. Not much it. Else, yeah. Well, it was filmed from April 2017 to June 2017. The title is a reference to the line "Game Over Man" from Aliens, yeah. uh, Bill Paxton's character. That was about all I could find, really. <laughs> well, that's the thing. There's not a heap to it. Like it was filmed in Vancouver. Yep. Um, and. It was, I know we'd normally talk about the director later, but it was Kyle Newichek's first feature. Yep. Um, off the back of a fair bit of TV, particularly so workaholics, workaholics, community. Bit of Parks and Rec, bit of Happy Ending, all the, always that kind of um, sitcom-y, humor-y type stuff. Yep. Also directed Murder Mystery uh, earlier this year with Adam Sandler and... Yes, Harrison. I did see that as well. Which we will get to in about 2025. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get there. We might do Podmas in July. This this uh, was nominated for a few awards. I didn't see that, actually. It was, our favourite uh, awards that we seem to see a lot is the Golden Trailer Award. Award. So in 2018, it was nominated for the Best Comedy Poster. And then it was also okay. nominated at the Motion Pictures Sound Editors in 2019. It was nominated for the Golden Reel Award for Outstanding Achievement in Sound Editing. Okay. So a couple of um, awards. The... Or nominations. This one, I, I was like, oh, let's let's think, talk about some connections to character of actors who have been in previous Netflix films. Okay, Turk from Scrubs. Oh yeah, <laughs> straight Donald away. Person. That's right. Yeah. Can you remember what Netflix film he was in? He was in Little Evil. He was very good because I struggled to remember which one it was in. <laughs> and again, it was like such a nothing role that he was there and in it. And I think because I'd seen, I've seen Pitch Perfect recently, and he's in that with Is Adam he? Levine as Adam, well. Adam Levine. Yeah, Adam. <laughs> Maroon 5, look, yeah. <laughs> Getting my um, Adams mixed up. So, yeah, so that was interesting. Did you have a Netflix match, percentage match on your Netflix screen? Uh, I So, I didn't. Yeah. Because I've already watched this film. Okay. So, I've already seen this film and I'd already given it thumbs up or thumbs down. Okay. Um, so, I didn't have one. Because I was thinking the same thing. I'm like, sure, I've got a match. And match. I looked down and, and already, already rated it. it. Yeah. I had an 82% match. 82 is honest. Yeah. So, it's thinking that I'd, I'd quite like this this one. Consensus. Some consensus. Consensus. What? What's some? What are some ideas on critics, viewers? I think. I think she's sitting in the middle of the road. This one. So it's a. It's a five point four out of ten on IMDb, off nearly twenty three thousand ratings. Robust. Yeah, Your good. Way. I mean, these guys have a bit of a brand name, and and it not, doesn't surprise me that a lot of people have seen and rated this film. Two point three out of five on Letterboxd, off eleven thousand. Um, which is a bit lower than the IMDb rating, but not surprising when you consider the audience on that compared to yep. IMDb. Sure. Uh, my f- new favorite Google users, 80% of them like this film. So that's, that's, that's super low for Google users. very low for Google. <laughs> Usually it's high 90s. <laughs> on Rotten Tomatoes, this has a 20% rotten... Oh, sorry, no consensus. So it's not officially rotten, oh, but 20, 20% on 15 reviews. Ignore it then. And the audience was uh, 47% on a bit under 1,000. So a little bit lower than the other two. Sad. Sad. What, All are, right. what are these people expecting? Well, that's a good segue. What what, what are your early th- thoughts on this, MJ? What are you what are you thinking? <laughs> well, I, I think this film is a lot of fun. Uh, I think you probably got that from me in the way that I've introduced this podcast so far. Um, I remember liking it when I first watched it. And I reckon I liked it just as much, if not even more, on the second viewing. Okay. The humour is just right up my alley. The characters are charming and engaging. The story is full of action, makes it fun. It's easy to follow. Um, and they take note when they're taking the piss as well. It, it works for me. This movie works. Good. You? We might be a bit different. Oh! <laughs> I, uh, the humor I wasn't di- sure where you were going to yeah, go. Yeah, I, I tried to keep a straight face the whole time. Yeah, the, yeah. the humor didn't offend me personally. Like, I get, oh, yeah, I get the humor. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but I do have massive issues with a film like this being made in 2018 Mm. i think that we have come so far from 10 years ago and a film like this being made i have issues with it and sitting on this after watching it a couple of days it's sort of even my um issues with it have got Got worse (laughs) yeah i can completely understand where you're coming with with one particular issue if you're going to talk about homosexuality that Mm. was the one thing that doesn't doesn't work for me yep but curious to talk through the rest of it if there is more. Um, Good. Well, we'll save that. Because you know I've got an yeah. immature sense of humor. And, no, uh, I, I like, you know, I do like silly films, but this one... I know, yeah, it is difficult, it's, it's but difficult. also, like, Todd Phillips said recently that he's not going to direct comedy movies anymore because you just can't do anything because everyone's too PC. And yeah. In, in, uh, 
I'm going to be careful the way I say this, but in what world can you not poke fun at some some things that are quite serious? So. I, yeah, and I don't mind if you poke fun at things, but then they tried to like make it like it was okay. They, they tried to... Have, it was too... Yeah. too no, uh, they, they was, did get... Balanced. They got the homosexuality thing completely wrong in yeah. this. I'll give you that. All right, well... And yeah. I reckon it was wrong in 2018 too. I don't think it's yeah, aged. Nah, I think they just no, got it wrong. 100%. Uh, yeah, in 2018, it's not that long ago. It's last year. So nah, you've well, got to... Yeah. Yeah. What are we, December? It's And this was March? Yeah, so 18 months. A bit yeah. over 18 months. Let's look at some characters. This has got uh, an array of characters, um, all playing various parts and roles. Mm. I want you to start off, MJ. You you enjoyed this, so you hopefully connected with some characters or, or thought they were right. Yeah, well, I, I think I connected with the humor of the characters a lot. Yep. Uh, let, let's start with Alex with, with three, three X's. X's. <laughs> <laughs> Already, it's funny. So Adam Devine's character, I remember him being so annoying the first time I watched it, but God, he is so believable. Like, I can a hundred percent picture this guy in so many friendship groups, and I also imagine that Adam Devine is like a hundred percent that guy in his friendship group. I think that's why the character works so much. He drives you crazy, but you're like, oh, I know, I know you're real. I know you exist because <laughs> it just it just works. It's, it's almost like what Jack Black was 15 years ago. Oh yeah, but not there. Yeah, like, yeah it's yeah, that yeah. over really loud character that needs to be the center of attention for the humor sake of things. And he seems to be playing this. He's getting stereotyped. Oh, he massively yeah. is. And I, I said that in. Um, so we did an Adam Devine when movie. we first met. Yeah, recently. Yeah. And I, I think I made the point that only Adam Devine can play this kind of character because he's got that immaturity and almost just flat out dumbness that you believe. Mm. Like, you know, when someone's trying to dumb things down, you're like, hey, I know what you're trying to do. It's not working. This guy, I'm like, Adam Devine, you are such a moron. I love you. But you're a moron. So I, I just think he does it so well. But Good. the character itself, you don't like. He does things where you're like, what are you doing, you dickhead? But it works. I, I like it. I think he's funny. Okay, well, yeah, like he seemed to. They tried to put him, start him off early as this character in the group who had all, always had these over the top ideas and, um, you know, always trying to get his friends on board. He has the gusto. Yeah, and he had the opportunity out of all the characters in this film to have the biggest growth and the biggest change. And it, the change was just tacked on right at the end. Nah, see, I'm going to talk about yeah. the change later on and the, the change's non existence in this film and why I like that. Yeah, from all characters. There's there's a final scene on a they're on a yeah. boat, and he, everyone else hasn't really changed, and he's he's like you know I'm more about my friends now. Uh yeah, you know what? He was always about his friends. They just didn't they just didn't like him. They just they pissed, he pissed them off, and they were sort of going off on the side. And I think I've said this before. I need some sort of growth. Yeah, I know you do. Sort of and I I actually sorry, I'm just banging the microphone there. So if that made a funny noise, then that's on me. Um, <laughs> Well, I'll talk about it now. I like the fact that this film like almost spat in your face of there's no growth from these dickheads. Like um, Darren, for example, he just upgrades to sniffing cocaine instead of whatever it was he was sniffing in this Selfie, film. Selfie, I think it was. Yeah. The fake, <laughs> they they like make a point that like these guys have not grown at all because that's not this film. This film is just trying to poke fun at every single corner. And that's what they do. And then what's the film about if you can't follow some characters that you know, but you make can some follow changes them. in their lives? You can, but they don't need a change for you to follow them and find them entertaining. This is this is pure <laughs> entertainment. Okay. Um, and I guess th- their friendship is probably the one thing that changes. The fact that they go from disconnected as a friendship group and you know frustrated with where they're at, and they kind of throughout this whole ordeal, whether it's when they're pretending to shoot guns at each other or there's something about them that brings them together as a friendship group and how that togetherness works yeah. but as individual characters nah they don't even try and make them even um, even money fixes, money fixes everything that, that's all it was they got some money so they're better friends now well in a sense they got they didn't want to work the jobs they were working and the money made sure they didn't have to do that anymore but the, the, this film doesn't need a message <laughs> no, 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 yeah okay sure so you mentioned Darren I mentioned I Darren yeah. yeah I haven't got anything else about Darren he's literally just a guy who does drugs and I think he works really well in conjunction with Alex in this film though because he's a smart dude but he's really into like the drugs and that deadbeat lifestyle because yeah. you get the feeling like Darren and I'll get to Joel in a sec that they don't need to be working this job and having this deadbeat life because they're smart dudes. Yeah, like, Darren's a very visual sort of person, whereas yeah. and they, they contrast that with Joel, who's more the technical, technical um, you know, can come up with the actual like physical plans. But the ideas they've come up with are insanely um, high-tech and yeah, clever. and massively. Um, well, that goes on to Joel. So I feel like this film 
kicks off uh, where Joel's kind of going through like a time of change in his life, um, regardless of whether he's coming out of the closet or not, because we obviously have that reveal where he announces that he's gay, which is a lingering joke throughout yeah, the whole film. Yeah, the whole time. Yeah. Exactly. But as I said, he seems way too switched on to be wasting away here. And when they're pitching that idea to Bay, Darren wants to keep the new features a secret from Alex, whereas Joel doesn't really care. He kind of recognizes that opportunity. And I feel like we pick him up in this movie where he's at that point of, no, nah, I'm going to do something with my life. Whether it's with Darren, uh, sorry, whether it's with Darren and Alex, whatever it is, I'm, I'm getting out of here. And you kind of got that sense that he was a little bit above them all the, throughout the whole film. Um, the gay stuff, um, the gay stuff actually was fine to make little jokes at from time to time, where obviously he hadn't revealed he was gay and they were just making it blatantly obvious that he was gay. But as I said, it got really out of hand by the end. Um, and whilst, you know, taste isn't what the movie was going for. They could have done that a lot better because it got to the point where it lost its humor as well. So yeah. none of that actually worked full stop. No. And yeah, I mean, to me, and I'm probably going back again, I'm just like, you know, there was no, yes, it was good that he identified and was happy to be out. So that's almost his development a little bit for me, but it wasn't a realization for the audience. So because you knew from the, the get go that he was gay. It was used as a joke. It was a joke. The whole thing it, was, it was a joke, was, right? But it was obvious. And yeah, that's, then yeah. that's what, that was the joke. And then when he came out, it was still they still tried to make it a joke. joke. But the joke wasn't funny anymore. No, not at all. Who have you got next? Um, we've got a whole bunch of like smaller Little, characters, characters now. Yeah. So I've got Mr. Ahmad, who's the evil guy. Sure. Um, I don't think he worked as a bad guy. No. He seemed, he seemed too out of his depth, like all along. Um, he was almost like a, one of those um, Austin Powers villains. Yeah, okay. That was like a bit... He, he started off from being straight and serious to this over-the-top, like, I'm Dr. Evil almost. Like. Yeah, because you never felt like he was in control. And I, the only thing that I can... Because I did enjoy the film and I did enjoy a lot about it. So I, suspo- I suppose his henchman proved to be the bigger threat to the protagonist, which is why him not being this big threat didn't bother me as much. Yeah. I never thought that he was going to do anything big and real, but the people around the hotel who were quite dangerous yeah. and they were threatening the three guys that were looking after um that's that's probably where the threat was but he was he's a pretty bad villain i thought <laughs> yes i agree i had cassie yeah because i had issues with her character i i get like this is one of those those parts in this film where they're making jokes about a contentious sort of issue like you know you've got the the me too movement and She's this female character who wants to strive in her career, and she's constantly being sexually harassed at work. Um, but you didn't, you didn't need her to have that in her face to actually be physically assaulted and have those things. When you could still have that, her being victorious at the end without her having to cop that stuff. Mm. And that sort of got to me a little bit because she followed the book, she followed the rules. Um, you know, she's going to call corporate at the end on on the boss. That's too late. Like to me, it was like you need you needed to see her bounce back earlier than that. And it was yeah. like she just took it the whole film. That felt really tacked on. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna call corporate, and then Mitch, the boss, was just kind of like, "Oh yeah, no worries. I'll try and change my ways." Like that was like, "Oh, we're half resolving this." That's it's, it's like we can cut his dick off, and then because we've cut his dick off, he's not a menace to society anymore. And he still was. So that like it was like, okay, if you left it at his dick's off, he's gone. He's out of the picture. But then he comes back and uses that cut off dick to still be a dick. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, did you I, ever think you'd say that sentence in your life? No, I probably <laughs> did. You say cut off dick still? Yeah, and they, you're not going to like one of my favorite scenes. Oh, okay. All right, let's keep going. With, <laughs> what other characters have we got? I've got the bay. The bay. Um, I thought his cockiness really worked because he was smart enough to a recognize the severity of the situation when the hostage stuff took place, and b also recognize that he needed to be kept alive. So. He was obviously a pain in the ass to Mr. Ahmad, mm-hmm. um, but he could still... That cockiness didn't feel out of place. That's probably what I'm trying to say. Is he it, was true to his character the whole way through. He s- stuck with that cockiness the whole way through, even yeah. right up to the last scene. But it was, it was smart enough to know that well, he's not going to kill me. He's not going to kill me, and I need to try and make him feel like he's completely outnumbered here. Yeah, um, I liked it. It worked, and it was funny. I thought it was funny. He reminded me so much of Aziz Ansari. Yep, I, I do agree with that. I do agree with that. Uh, I had Donald. Just he was that IT guy that they were. Oh, yeah, black IT guy that 
he just had a lot of stuff where, you know... So that's what they actually referenced Die Hard. Yeah. And he has this big case that he opens up to, like, work on the computer network. And it's got his lunch in there. And I was like, oh, come on. Yeah. yeah that would, that would, he, I didn't even write him down, to be honest. Um, I had Irma, the had female Irma. villain. Because she was treated like crap the whole film by all the men around her. Every man that she came into contact with, and they tried to show her as strong because she'd just kill anyone that sort mm-hmm. of got in her way. But then she ended up dying in the end anyway. If you have a villain that survives through this film, you'd surely have it as her. Sure. Did any villain survive? Probably. I don't think so. <clears throat> I don't think Not so. Like, but like, if you have a villain that's... And this is almost in reflection to Cassie. She's, she's there at the end. If you have her at the end, like she's overcome all this stuff and she's made it through and you can see some redemption in her at the end, and that would be nice, but... But in what point do you... Irma's, like, pure evil. Like, you don't want her to survive. What sort of message is that sending? If you're a woman, yeah. it's all right. Like, because to me, she was just a spoof character. Like, a stereotypical European-trained fighter who was basically a killing machine that yeah. you see in movies. Um, despite the fact that everyone treated her like shit, or every male treated her like shit, she basically deserved it most of the time because she had a level of seniority in, in the ranks. And she just did what she wanted to, and just killed whoever she wanted to. And I don't know, like. So it's okay for the the guys to kill whoever they want, but I don't know. I just yeah. I don't but know. they all died too. Yeah, I know, but I don't know. I, but if you had it kept her alive, my my point is, you had it kept her alive. Yeah. It's it's you'd, you'd be saying the same thing that they just tacked on this weird message. But I don't reckon that I reckon people would have empathized with her staying alive. But I didn't like it. You didn't like her. Did you like her? I didn't like necessarily like her, but I thought that the situation she was in were all absolutely horrible for her, and it would have been nice to see something good from her. Do you not think that the situation she was in was probably a situation she put herself in as the person that she is? Possibly. I, I had. I just don't even know what to say. <laughs> yeah, that's but, the thing. I think she's just a spoof character. Yeah. I, I wasn't reading any more into her. What about Conrad? So he's the villain with the blue eyes. So he's literally a gun for hire. Yeah. When they killed him off, I was like, oh, he's not important. Okay. And I th- under like they could have had him around a lot longer. Yeah. That was supposed to be like... Because you actually believed him as being a bad person. Like, Oh, for sure. He was a bad person. Yeah. You could have had him as the assistant, mm. as the villain the whole way, and it probably would have been more believable. Yeah. Do we want to talk about Mitch? Sure. <laughs> he was a dickhead. Yeah. But he was funny. I think he was funny. They, they, attempted to give him, <laughs> they attempted to give him that resolution when Cassie calls out his misogynistic ways and he sort of stands down a little bit. But they don't give it too much thought and you don't really believe that he's going to change with the character that we've already met. Um, but I think there's that that's their way of saying this guy's a dick and they also literally cut his dick off to show you that what he's doing isn't the right path and I, I know it could be a lot <laughs> he's, he's got off alright yep. with, with the way he acted but I, I think that was their attempt at not trying to glorify his yeah, then he was yeah. so freaking funny so. Okay. well yeah I, I, I mentioned everything I had about him I said before <laughs> I got nothing else on him are we ready to talk about some scenes? I can't wait because okay, good. I feel like every scene that I like, you're gonna have. I didn't like that scene. But no, no, I've got. I do have some scenes that I liked. So, so generally, when I do scenes, I tend to have sort of three to four scenes that I like and dislike. Mm-hmm. Right now, four, five, yeah. six. Seven, MJ's eight. counting. I have MJ's nine. Counting. I have nine scenes that I liked. Okay, good. Let's start <laughs> this off. I'm looking forward to it. Um, when we first meet our protagonists and they are in they are in the room with all the dirty condoms around I just thought that scene was a really good way to set up the dynamic that they had for all of them particularly highlighted by the line where they're trying to (laughs) they're trying to figure out where their life's at and Alex says I'm holding onto the poop side of this scrubber like that's (laughs) I I, I like that scene as well I had that in my scenes that stood out uh, (laughs) dangling the condom yeah and you know they're referring to it as Nickelodeon gack I I, I didn't mind I thought that was funny and you know it was just one of those scenes where it's like oh they're not going to put it in his mouth they're not going to put it in his mouth (laughs) and they put it in his mouth and that's where you go okay these guys are going to be tiptoeing and crossing the line from time to time in this film Um, the next one I really liked was when they were, <laughs> when they were in the elevator, trying to get up the elevator shaft, and then the elevator comes down. He's like, "Oh, they're in the elevator shaft," and it turns out it was the wrong, wrong one. one yeah. <laughs> and then I thought that was very funny. Good. Um, oh, this the piece the piece the resistance of the film 
was the scene in the room with the gay terrorists where Alex pretends like he's hung himself yeah, in the closet. Not a fan. That was that was the scene of the film. And then <laughs> So everything that happens is funny. Like even to the point where that the terrorist was like when he when he hit the guys, the noises that they made when they got hit in the chest and stuff were hilarious. But again, just topped off at the end. So we've seen Adam Devine's pen or Adam Devine's penis for the entire scene, and then he goes into the closet to get changed. And they're like, why are you going in the closet to put your pants on? We've already seen you. That was like real obvious. That it was like a fat suit. Real so obvious. that was also that was his real penis. Yeah, hundred. Oh yeah. The the part around his legs looked really um like fat suity. Oh, I can't remember. No, no, that no. was his penis. Okay. That was, and they wrote that scene. It's funny listening to them all talk about it because when they wrote that scene, they're like, did you ever have to discuss who it was that was going to get naked? They were like, no, it was always going to be Adam. (laughs) And Adam's like, we wrote this scene like four years ago. So when it was like time to do it, I was ready. Like I was, this is what it was. I just found that entire sequence incredibly funny. So yeah, the shot when the cupboard opens and he's just there hanging and then the part about that scene I didn't like was they had this opportunity and you've mentioned about the sometimes the gay humor wasn't on on target this this was a good opportunity to have like a, a a good moment with two guys together and like from the actors you could tell straight up that the kissing that they were, like it was not realistic at all it was just really off and they had something yeah an opportunity to do something positive um, and then they both get beat up and like it could have just been a nice moment that, to Defend all the rest of the gay crap that they had in there. The, yeah. The the poor jokes. It so, wouldn't have fit if they just had this nice random gay scene though. Yeah. For the sake of it. I get it. But yeah, yeah I, I don't know. I, just, I was like, why Like, why couldn't that have just been... I don't know. Yeah. That annoyed me. Yeah, fair enough. I loved that scene. <laughs> There's Good. just so many moving parts in that scene that work. Um, I really like the... And I never thought I'd say this when Bay eats out that bloke's asshole. <laughs> <laughs> I just I like the feeling of the power shift and the way the room gets behind him and you're like he's just going to town and the, and the guy was um the whole crowd's really getting involved it. yeah I just enjoyed that because you we obviously got reference when he had to was it he had to elephant? eat a hooker's booty Hook, yeah. and he had got crabs in his teeth that's right so, so when, I'm gonna follow it up by making you toss a fat fuck salad eat his ass yeah How, that is like. Who thinks of this and writes this on a piece of paper? <laughs> These guys do. Yeah, obviously. There's this humor out. I'm fine with this humor. I okay. like it. Good, good, good. I thought that was funny. <laughs> um, that was in your bad scenes, wasn't it? It was, yeah. <laughs> um, here we go. This isn't necessarily a funny one. This is a nice, a nice good. take on male friendships. Yep. When Alex says to Darren, I fucking love you. And Darren says, count me in. And then he says, I love you. And he goes, and also with you. It's a nice way, the way that males struggle to articulate. And then I think at the end, one of them whispered, like, mouthed it, I love you. (laughs) (laughs) That that was really good. That was very relatable. Um, I have lots of friends who are very close with who I just couldn't tell them I love them because it just feels weird. Love you, MJ. (laughs) And also with you. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I thought it was clever, despite being obvious, that they utilized the Skintendo idea to come through at the end. At least they didn't just bring up this idea for just to showcase that they had an idea. It, it actually meant something. Paid off, yep. Um, oh, this was also very funny. That I don't think I noticed the first time I watched it. When And despite the fact that I hated the fight with Joel and Irma at the end. Yeah. When the terrorist goes, get him, Irma. And then Darren goes, come on, Joel. And then they both... Then Darren like points the gun at the bad guy. And then the bad guy just kind of like shakes his head. head down, <laughs> and then they just both like put their guns away. It's just you just lose. You, obviously, you lost all sense of the terrorists having any control. Yeah. But it was so like this guy's just like, I don't want to be here, man. Yeah. It's like, all right, cool. I won't shoot you. Yeah. Then, like, no. There you go. That guy survived, I think, because when yeah. Irma, when Irma died, he just like ran off. <laughs> so True. One guy survived. <laughs> the one guy who didn't want to partake in the yeah. violence. Um, you are going to hate this one, <laughs> but I love the line. <laughs> Come on, get it out. <laughs> when Mitch said, "Put my pecker on ice," and he. <laughs> He just threw his dick at it. I thought that was so funny. You're looking at me like I'm a bad person. <laughs> Did you like it when she uh, kicked the dick? Uh, I can't even remember. <laughs> I just thought it was funny that how much of a dick he was and just told her to put it on ice and he just threw it at her. Um, they also got that penis made like uh, specifically at a prosthetic place. Um, and they made sure they wanted to get the biggest, girthiest <laughs> penis they could. <laughs> 
Oh, so that one wasn't a real one. No, that one wasn't real. No, I don't think they actually cut his penis off. (laughs) And finally, I I mentioned this. I like the way that the characters didn't grow or have any resolution to the (laughs) point where I think the last line of the film was Alex saying, we're never going to (laughs) die. It was almost just like a... We had a lot of fun doing Good this. Good. Don't fucking think that we think anything more of it. I just... And then obviously Darren's doing the cocaine and... Good. Uh, yeah. yeah I'm glad. Like, I'm, and I've got some more scenes that I liked that are different to yours. So good. If you watch this movie with me, you would laugh more because my laugh would be infectious. <laughs> it would be. I'd be getting involved. Uh, you mentioned the scene where they're in the lift, the elevator, and... I liked the follow-on from that scene where they're running down the, like the stairwell and they all like, oh, let's jump down the rails. And I, had, I actually had a good laugh when Darren goes last and he just falls off. <laughs> I thought that was funny. I had a good laugh on that one. I didn't mind Steve-O getting shot <laughs> from Jackass. Just the Steve-O and, like, and Donald Faison and even Shaggy things were... Yeah, so I've got... <laughs> yeah, I didn't mind the Shaggy um, cameo. The uh, Joel McHale cameo. Um, <laughs> and just gets like the the heel in the head and he dies oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> there's a scene where they put the, the collar around the dog as if they're going to blow the dog up and oh, then yeah. they blow some guy's Why head is this off thing beeping? <laughs> this guy's head just explodes what everywhere. about the other cameo I forget her name where they're like what, well this lady shadow pants what, what, what does that say in the rule book and the d- she's like it wasn't me <laughs> and she gets up she's got a big brown stain on her. <laughs> Good, I can cross that off my forgettable scene. Lady that in shitting her pants. She's, but she's quite famous. I yeah, uh, she did that so well. There's a scene where the where um, the two guys, like um, the two guys, Joel and um, Darren. Darren, actually have a go at Alex. Anyway, they tell him off for being a piece of shit, and you know, you play games because we didn't let you in charge. You're so selfish. You're so disgusting. I actually liked that dialogue between the three of them. I this when he good. when he didn't bring the extension cord. Yep, when yeah, because that was like. Jesus, Alex, like, mm. tune in. Like, this think about the situation. To do something. Yeah, exactly. You know, like, it's life or death, and you're being a dick about it. <laughs> Didn't mind the scene in the kitchen where Alex has got the bad guy and he's like putting his head into the meat slicer. That was kind of gross. And Alex's reaction as well was just like, <laughs> ah! <laughs> he's just, ah! <laughs> he's just covered in blood. <laughs> These guys would have had so much fun filming this. The robot scene was pretty cool too, where they're controlling on the iPad the, the dead guy as a robot. Just, Skintendo. Yeah, Skintendo. That, was, that wasn't bad. Mark Cuban, so I, can, I was just like, that is so random. I can throw some money at yeah. you boys. And uh, finally, the the post-credit scene was pretty cool with all the characters. This video was, wasn't it? So that was cool. As but well. I love it how they all um, said what celebrity they wanted to play mm. them. And then they actually had those celebrities in there. Yeah. yeah, that was pretty cool. That was cool. Okay. what is there anything that you didn't like in this film? Well, I mentioned before, I really didn't like the fight with Joel and Irma. And that was to do with them overplaying that homosexual thing. Yep. It was so bad. And it was, it was just... I don't know in what world they thought that would be funny. As So, I think the line was, she says, I don't apologize to faggots. Mm. which, And then they followed it up with him saying, oh, you know, do you like picking on people for being different? Having that line in response to that doesn't make it better. No. At all. No, and, I don't know that. And yeah, the whole fight where, you know, he's played this and then it's like, let's make him a stereotypical gay person yeah, where he's yeah, really yeah. flamboyant. Like, yeah. that wasn't him the whole no, film. He it was, was he was himself, well, with, yeah, you assume that that's him the whole way through. So, I don't know. I, yeah, I, that was I agree with that. And everything about that didn't work. And that, that was probably the one thing that really pulled me out. And you know me, I'm, I'm more than happy to, you know, really toe the line on yeah. political correctness. But that was just terrible. Yep. Um, the only other thing I didn't like is that they were in that security room for so long, you know, where they flew in through the window. Yeah. And then as soon as they flew in and they answered the phone, someone's like, send people to that room. And they were in there for so long planning their way and no one came in. Um, <laughs> that, that, that bothered me a little bit. I can't believe that's the one of the things that bothered you in this film. <laughs> but nothing, else, nothing else that you're going to say bothered me. Okay. Hit me though. I, I, I'm happy to be proved wrong. Right, so I've already spoken about how I didn't like Mitch, the, oh, yeah. the boss. And, you know, he slaps Cassie in the balls. Like at the start, oh, at the yeah, very start, refers yeah, to refers to her balls. balls, and she just took that. I didn't like that. <laughs> the I didn't. I actually didn't like. I sort of liked half of this scene where Ray's this car park security dude, and all the bad guys <laughs> rock up, and Irma just like throws this dagger in his eye, and he dies. I thought that was all right, but then they, the the gay couple are told to get rid of the body, and straight up they make the like they make these jokes that aren't really appropriate. They're like, "Oh, you should grab his ankles. You're good at that." And then the guy's like, "Oh, fuck off, fag." You don't need that dialogue. Like, 
Why? I think it was to what set up that for you to be couple. for you to be surprised in that later scene where they like start making out because you make it out like one of them might be gay, one of them hates it, and then when they start, yeah, I agree. I didn't, didn't work. I didn't like the dude crew. Did you notice when they oh. threw that body into the dumpster? He he like he didn't stay limp. I noticed that <laughs> really? I was watching it, and he kind of like lifts his lifts his or straightens his back. And I'm like, oh, come on, man! Like, yeah, he's like bracing for it. And like, I can imagine them filming that and being like, oh, I don't know, it's fine. <laughs> the dude crew, I love my Mountain Dew. Mountain Dew is one of uh, there's a couple of jokes that like you know Code Red and Mountain Blast. I'm like, oh cool, I get all these references. But at the end when they're on the boat and then they've got one's got like a bottle, one's got a can. I'm like, oh, it's too much. It's too much. It's too much. <laughs> We spoke about um, Bay being this sort of um, arrogant person. There's, there's a line where he goes, um, I like fucking white women because I want to control them. It, like, it, that's not funny. And it, I don't remember do, that. Don't remember. And it doesn't then it doesn't, it doesn't. And it doesn't go in. Like, if you want to try and have this one character, Cassie, where you're trying to show her that she overcomes the boss who's bad and that, then you've got lines like that in between. It doesn't work. Mm. Um and then there's some racist stuff in there too. Like the bad guys are walking around the hotel and they pull out these like um, Hispanic maids out of the room and then he goes like, you know, underlay bitch. Not funny. Not funny. It's how is it? Like you don't need that to, like it's not a laugh. It's just, you cut that out. You don't even need it, that scene. Yeah, people will find that funny. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, maybe just not me. Yeah. Um, didn't like the Home Alone zip line. Didn't you? Nah, when they're stuck in the middle. And then just, just it was just like for convenience sake, let's get Alex to yell at the cops and tell them we don't want their help. Yeah, cause that, but that felt on brand. Like that's that's an Alex thing to do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> then then they find that Alex has been living in the hotel. Yeah. And then you walk in and he's got these pictures of him with money and then like these all these boobs hanging around his head. Again, it's like another thing. Like you're trying to have this. Well, you th- I thought they were trying to have this message where Cassie's going to overcome this thing, and then you've got all these little things in between. <laughs> they weren't, but they weren't. That wasn't the message. Well, I needed <laughs> I needed something from this. I needed something. The thing that got me with that was. How is he staying in the hotel? Like, yeah, that that room is obviously he's just like squatting, squatting in there, yeah. but like as if no Good one's setup. ever staying in that room. Yeah, yeah, that didn't that didn't quite add up to me. No, uh, <laughs> and funny. then one of the black bad guys when he decides to, when Irma gets sort of um, high and is like you know making all these comments. Oh, I'm gonna you know do whatever, and then like he draws all over her face. That was funny though yeah. because it's that, not because this is again this isn't this is another character where you see men being crap to women in this but they made film. a point that he was going to get her yeah and all he did was draw dicks on her face he drew dicks on her face poo and then words that said come here on her face but what did you think what, what, what were they setting him up to do they were setting him up to do so much worse but why do you need that set up because for that little gag there so you're so thinking he's going to do something potentially abuse her in some way yeah. and then the next scene you see her with dicks on her face there's humour in that okay why, yeah, I don't know. You can have humor. You can have funny humor. You can do that. If that would have been funny, if one of the guys had done that on one of their mates' faces, I guess you wouldn't have expected because the way he he was setting her up, like he was talking down to her as if yeah, he didn't I get like that, her, and then it got to the point where he's like, "Oh, you're vulnerable. Look what I'm gonna do." So what we laugh at people who are vulnerable instead of like I. It's it, not it about but that. Did, you wouldn't have laughed at though. Did you laugh at her having all that stuff in her face? Yes. Okay. I didn't because I. I because when you first see that, you don't expect that to happen. You're just like, this is the most childish thing he could have done. That's funny. But we didn't have him set up as a childish character. Whereas had the we other didn't th- even know that had, character. I know. And we had Alex set up as a childish character. So why didn't you get him Probably to Probably wouldn't that? have been as funny. It would have been funny if he had have done that on um, like his mate's face is always high. Probably would have been funny he'd as well. wake up and be like, yeah. That, yeah, would, have that would have been funny as well. It would have been a lot more... I think they both would have been funny though. Yeah. I thought that was funny. Because okay. he could have done anything and he drew a dick on her face. That's what you do with your mates when they get when they pass out when they've been drinking. That's what you do. That it's it's relatable and okay. it's funny. Yeah, but like on your mate. Yeah. Yeah, on your mate, not someone that you don't know. Um, he does know. He works with it. Oh good. I'll... Imagine <laughs> if you did that with your colleagues. Oh my god. Come on. Hey, when you work in this business. Oh. Um. Last thing I've got is so there's this scene where the um one of the gay characters um wakes up and he captures the three guys and takes them to like this spa room and hooks them all up to like massage machines mm. etc. And this is where Alex decides he's going to stand up for his friends for a change. <laughs> and he has a guy at the bag guy and says, growth. He says, take your own dick and shove it up your butt and have a butt baby. <laughs> I think mm. I laughed at that. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. Just, yeah. But that's his, he's funny. I, I find him, I found him very funny. Everything he did was pretty much funny. And I can, it's such a dumb thing to say that I can imagine him saying, saying it. 
maybe if you said it to a character that hadn't you'd already realized was was a gay character true i didn't think of it like yeah, that yeah like that yeah just some issues with like yeah, the sure, characters sure. you're gonna have yeah i don't know sorry that's me i'm done with my little rant but uh, yeah i'd I didn't like absolutely hate this film, but then just looking back on it, I'm like, there's so many, like these guys are meant to be comedians and you're working in a, you, you adapt your comedy to what's going on in the world. And you know, you only have to look at like Aziz Anzani or you look at, um, that's a good point. You're, you're making a good point. Yeah, you are. I don't know. There's a, there's a level of accountability that that's probably missing. Mm. Um, and I want to, like, we're heading now to what this movie is sort of saying. And this is probably why I got so worked up with this sort of stuff. Because one of the opening lines from the the three guys was they're walking in the corridor when they're cleaning the rooms. And they go, it's 2018 now, we can call chicks dudes. So me, <clears> in the <throat> opening scenes of this film, you hear that, then I'm, like, expecting this film to be about, okay, maybe... Equality. Equality, yeah, a little bit of... A little bit of and then, but then, as soon as you see the the boss guy, Mitch, he's like, ah, oh, you know, boys will be boys, and yeah, that it's yeah. a good point. Like, you look, what you're saying is one hundred percent correct. And Everything is correct, but I can see why people could find this funny. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. So, what what else was this trying to say? Do you reckon? There's there's not a heap. No. Um, at the at the end of the day, it is a classic good versus bad story. Yep, you've got your good guys versus your bad guys. Who's going to win? Good guys are going to get up because they're the good guys. Um, there's an element of there's a, there's a big element of friendship and I think if anything as I said at the start if anything grows it is their friendship I think individually they don't but I think they become a stronger unit and it's got nothing to do with them you know a year from now on the no. boat it's, it's the way they finished off yeah. they needed Alex to become more selfless to build that friendship because there's that scene where they're, you know he's calling them all Judas's and you've betrayed me because you're working on this stuff without me but he needed to be more selfless for that not to have happened so that they can actually be that group of three that work well together. Yeah. Which which I, they're trying to do in that spa scene, his selflessness, yeah. where he sacrifices himself to some extent. But you're right. This this film, I'm not going to look back on this film and go, you know what? It made me feel good. There was a lot of good things I took out of it. The only other thing I could think of is like a resourcefulness <laughs> they're pretty good with what's in a hotel yeah and that's and that's but that's also a, a layer of humor that's that's part of the film too so i don't know have you got anything in there that you think they were trying to say uh, well because i know you got things they missed yeah well i was i thought that the film was going to be about a little bit more of an acceptance because you know the irma chick makes this comment to cassie where she goes you know you don't ask for respect from men you take it and then you have her in a scene where she stands up and to you terrorist. want her to have a good ending yeah and i wanted her to have yeah i wanted them both to have a good ending because she had that good message for cassie so why couldn't they both be successful at the end because she had that she had that oomph to get cassie going um and she gave cassie more guidance than any of the other characters did so that i would have liked that um she killed people with money though it doesn't sit well with me yeah <laughs> Fair. Uh, the other the other thing was like sort of a little bit about this um, social media influences too. You've got um, Bay, who's this guy who has all this power because he's got money, he's and rich, money yeah. buys this respect or this this ability to do whatever you want, really. And he's he just flashes his money around for his own laughs, really. He ma- and he makes that comment at the end. He says to the guys, "I'm not going to write you another check because <laughs> I only did that to piss off um, yeah, yeah. The, yeah, the, the the other guy." So yeah, so that was the only other thing I could think of. That's a good point. Yeah. That was actually kind of funny at the end where yeah. he's just like, no, I'm not going to write you another check. <laughs> All right. What did we take away from this film? Cool. So you are not going to agree with this, but a lot of this... No, you'll agree you, with this. Well, you won't agree with what i got to say anyway. A lot of know. this comedy is for the sake of comedy. Yep. No more, no less. They're doing it because they want you to laugh. And if, you, if you're into this brand of humor, then this movie is absolutely going to work for you. No doubt whatsoever. Um, I think... Jesse, I think this is the funniest Netflix film that we've had. This is the most I've laughed <laughs> in 73 films. And I, I've actually spoken about this a lot on the podcast that Netflix needs to get comedy right because yep. that's the easiest conversion when you're sitting on your couch and you just want to watch a movie. You just want to have something where you can switch your brain off and laugh. And from a Netflix original perspective, obviously Netflix has films that aren't their original films as well, but from an original perspective, they haven't got that right. They haven't even got that close to right. Um, but for this... I think this is the perfect example of what they can do with a comedy in the in sense of great runtime, easy conversion, pretty easy rewatchability. I've watched this twice and didn't hesitate to watch it the second time. Yep. These these are things that you want on a streaming service. So it's tick 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 in that sense. 
Um, yeah, and comedy is one of those tough things that some people are going to enjoy it and get all the laughs, <clears throat> and some people aren't because different people laugh at different things. Uh, it's so it. subjective. Yeah. But I mean, that's like any film. But yeah, yeah. I, I think comedies. If you get a good, I, I don't know whether it's just getting old and cynical. <laughs> I'm finding it harder to find a good comedy, comedy. these days. Yeah, because um, yeah, you look at as you you grow older, you look at different things, and different things make you laugh. Different situations make you laugh. Yeah. So yeah, I. As you can probably tell, mine's going to be yeah, what are your take a little ones, bit Jesse? opposite to you. Uh, I thought the representation on gender was pretty poor. Um, I, I was on Letterboxd checking out what a couple of people had said about oh, this yeah. film. And there's this guy called Wyatt on Letterboxd. And I like this comment. He goes, The movie manages to be racist, sexist, homophobic, and basically manages to insult every type of person except straight white guys. And I just like that as an overall. Um, I feel awful that I enjoyed this film. No, no, no. That's that. no. I'm just. That, but like when I read that, I was like, okay, okay, okay. Based on the scenes that I've said I didn't like, ticks boxes, and I'm like, yeah, okay. And the straight white guys didn't really cop any crap. No, they saved the day. Yeah, <laughs> they're, they're, they're the victors. Oh, Hashtag yeah, woke. You're, Come dead, on. you're dead right. Wyatt. I wasn't me. I'm not taking credit for that. That was Wyatt. Yeah, so that was. You're also. You're dead right with everything you've said. And whether I'm a bad person or not, it, no, just didn't, not, it doesn't bother me. I want to, I want to be entertained at times, and I can completely understand that. But then I, I guess you know, where's yeah. the line, right? If we're yeah. going to put this on an international streaming service, you know, where's your accountability? I get that as well. From a personal experience, um, I can watch this and enjoy it. My wife watched this the first time we watched it together, and I think she enjoyed it as well. Yeah. Um, so there's. There's nothing wrong with enjoying this film at all. It's just people take different readings on films. And we've, yeah, said, and, we've said that multiple times. The thing is, the reading that you've taken, yeah. I can read that too. I can see it. It's, it's, it's clear to me. But there's a, there's also an element of watching it from an entertainment perspective yeah, and think like, this is yeah. this is funny. I'm, I'm sorry, but I find it funny. It's me being too analytical at times, probably. Yeah, that's what we're here for, though. This would have been a pretty... I, I thought we were just going to have like a... Big like yeah, beers and let's have fun right. and let's just laugh at this movie. So this has actually been a good <laughs> ruined Christmas. <laughs> it's been a good discussion in that sense that we're not to actually think and try and justify because you know you sit there and go like, hang on, Jesse's right. Why did I like this film? It's like, no, nah, it's funny, MJ. Come on, you can you can see that. So, but I think we've we've you know we've watched a bunch of movies yeah. now and we can sort of see that we do have that different, different. taste. Definitely. Uh, is it time to talk about IMDb? Yeah, it is. I think it is. So on our show, if we go on IMDb to check out if we recognize anyone. MJ, did you research it? I, I went on for Mitch. Who, <laughs> Same. So oh, good, because I didn't actually recognize him. Oh, okay. I didn't recognize him. So it's Daniel Stern, who's the bad guy from Home Alone. Marv, yeah. Um, but that's why the zipline scene does work yeah. in that film, because there's a, there's a level of irony to it. So I watched this with my wife, and as soon as he came on the screen, she goes, "That's a guy from Home Alone." I'm That's like, a good guy. Like, really? I'm like, we need to check this out. So I looked. I'm like, wow, I didn't awesome get, effort. I didn't get that. Yeah, <laughs> she did yeah, she, a lot better than me because I was like, I was like, oh yeah, maybe, and then yeah, it was so great because that's a long time ago. <laughs> long time ago. <laughs> that early a long 90s? time ago. It's on uh, Disney Plus now. So if you want to watch Home Alone streaming, that's where you can find it. Listen to our next uh, podcast, Disney Plus Forum. Oh. <laughs> yes, get on no, board. That's not a real thing. No? I'll, Maybe. I'll, solo effort for me. We'll, we'll talk, we'll talk <laughs> off it. <laughs> All right. Uh, questions. Do you have any questions? I don't. No? I, you know what? I don't. I'm sorry. I, I thought I would. I didn't have one for you. I thought I would get one throughout this conversation, but we've, we've done a lot of questioning each other. So I have a couple of really ordinary ones, but I'm going to ask them anyway. Yeah, I'm, I, I like these ones. <laughs> so... Uh, you've sort of answered this already anyway, but they made this big deal about Alex getting his first kill. <laughs> and I was like thinking maybe this is going to signify a change in his character, but uh, okay. you've already answered that you don't, don't think, think he needed a change. But did he, he didn't end up killing anyone, did he? Um, well, they must have, because when they went into the room at the end and they just went all guns blazing. That's through a robot though, so I don't think he... No, no, they came... Oh, you're right, the robot did most of the damage. Yeah. But then they came in still, because they came in with their guns. Because the robot got... They robot yeah, blew and up. and they came in and then they had fire. the fight between... Um, yeah, but there must have been... I think they were shooting before that. And then he helped with the explosion in the helicopter. Yeah, but yeah, I don't yeah. think he actually physically killed anyone. I, so did, I, like, I did actually find that funny that he just was so adamant about getting a kill. Like, he's literally playing a video <laughs> game. Uh, a I wanted job. a dog update. There's a dog in this film that doesn't have a very nice ending. So I wanted to know how your dog's... Oh, uh, yeah. No, they were, so that they were pretty good. So I was worried about that. But that dog... Um, too small they doesn't take it on no, it doesn't command a lot of presence yep. a lot of the times that my dogs bark at the TV it's because they hear the dog sometimes Todd my, my youngest dog 
who's just a, just a psycho. Sometimes he's just got a keen eye, but if he's not really watching telly and he if he's just sort of staring away, then he won't pick. Like that dog didn't do much barking or yapping or yeah. anything like that. So I think we're all clear for this one. Okay, good. Uh, last one. So the end of the film, they do this sort of spoof as if they're going to have a sequel uh, called Game Overboard. And I read somewhere that, um, you know, the the team are like, you know, we, we've got plans for it. If, if it did get put through, we're going to base it on Speed 2 because Speed 2 is oh, on of a course. boat. That's and, clever. Yeah. Would you watch it? What do you reckon? <laughs> I take the day off work to watch it as soon as it came out. Yeah, good. All right. This is the time where we wrap this show up and give our rating out of five to see as a team uh, what our overall Flix Forum rating is. And I think this is going to be quite different. Yeah, you so. have to get your calculator out for this I will. One. MJ, go for it. I think this is the ideal Netflix comedy. It's easy to settle into. It's got plenty of laughs and it's a lot of fun. It's an action-packed concept. If you're in the right mood for this then it will hit the target. If not, well, that's on you. <laughs> that's on me. <laughs> Three and a half stars. Very nice. Okay, so to me, I made this... It's too, It was too contradicting for me to really enjoy. Uh, a lot of the comedy was a little bit outdated. Um, and I feel that as an audience, you deserve more from a comedy these days. Um, and to me, this wasn't smart. And I like a smart comedy. True. So I'm giving it one and a half out of five. I don't ever want to grow up. <laughs> so... <I don't- laughs> It's okay. I don't want to get to that point where I don't think this is funny. Well, let's watch Peter Pan. Um, I like that film. Two and a half. That gives us as an overall rating. So we're on social media. We have Facebook. We have Twitter. We have Instagram. We are at Flix Forum. We're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you can find good podcasts. Please subscribe. Give Mm. us a five-star rating. Helps us. Thank you for all the support we've had over Podmas as well. It's been awesome. You guys have been fantastic and we love it. It's been very good. So pop a question up this week and I just want to know, what's your favorite joke in the film? If you had to pick a favorite joke... Or, or, or comedic part of this film what was your favourite one that's a good one that's going to be a good question for our fans for yeah. me it's, it's got to be to do with that sequence of him with no pants on yep. probably even to the point where he went back in the closet to put his pants <laughs> on when they'd seen his dick for the last five minutes Yeah, that's probably it I thought the, the condoms in the face that was pretty jeez <laughs> oh, <laughs> it went downhill quickly for you <laughs> the first three minutes of the film was great but then so we're, we're back to our weekly structure um, now that Podmas is done so we're only going to be back in there on your airwaves uh, once a week so next week so this means this is the last 2019 podcast yes because a week from yeah. it will be the new year so to bring in the new year we are looking at the 2018 musical film called Paradox. It's directed by Daryl Hannah. It stars Neil Young and his band Promise of the Real. Now, I know Daryl Hannah as an actress, so I'm not sure what her directing work's going to be like. I think we'll find out very soon. Blade Runner. She's from Blade Runner. All right. Yeah. That's original or 2049? Original. Okay. She's the girl opposite Harrison Ford. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. We'll check that out next week. We certainly will. Jesse, I hope you have a fantastic Christmas. I hope you do too. This has been this month has been crazy, but it's been rewarding, good. fun, good spending time with you. We bloody love doing this podcast and we appreciate you for listening and supporting us and being part of the Flix Forum community. I hope Jesse has a good Christmas, but I hope you all have an excellent Christmas, even though you're probably listening to this in like January <laughs> or something. <laughs> but, exactly. Uh, either way, thank you very much for the support and we will see you next week. New year. Woo. New year. Yeah, sorry, I almost signed off then. You always sign off. So. No, no, I don't. You go. I want you to have the last <laughs> word. Say, go on, say, we'll see you. Thank you for a great 2019. See you next week.